I'll just come and worship God and magnify him. Amen. Because I know how good he is. Amen. And, I, and you know, like you, I know how good he's been in my life. I know the times, amen, when I deserved what I didn't get. And I got what I didn't deserve because of the goodness of God. So I don't have no problem magnifying him, amen, and giving him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Because God is a good God. Amen. And always worthy to be praised. You know, we look around, we see quite a few people missing this morning, but that's all right. You know, we're still praying for them, amen. Some are, some is sick, amen, and got other things going on. But we know God is still God, amen. And, and we just pray that they're able to jump online and be with us virtually, amen. We thank God for our sister Diane just pressing out, representing, amen, her and Dovey. Amen, knowing the rest of the family's down right now, but y'all holding up the bloodstained banner. Amen. We thank God. We pray for those smalls who are out with sickness. Amen. We know that, you know, God, God oh, wait, there's one, he said one smalls. Amen. Amen. We're talking about her mom and dad, but we got to see Ajene up in the house. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Don't want to overlook nobody. Amen. I want I want my, my brother over here to stand. My brother Aaron and his wife, Inez. Inez, go on, stand up. Some of them may ne met y'all. They say, who these strange people up in the church? Amen. That's that's my other brother. See, I got all three of my brothers in here now. Amen. Don't mess with me. That, that, them them's my big brothers. Amen. I'm the baby. You know, y'all can look. Y'all y'all see. They saved the best for last. <laughs> Amen. That's my brother Aaron. Amen. We just thank God for them coming up from Chicago. Amen. Chirac. Amen. Anything coming up on on up here. Amen. To to pay us a visit this week. It's been fun. Amen. We trying to we trying to convince them to just pack up and come on down. Amen. Come on over. Amen. Cause but God is good. Amen. So we're glad that they're in the house. Amen. Y'all ready for the word this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Linda got a word for us. Amen. So we're gonna receive her, Amen, by saying Amen. Hallelujah. guys hear me? Amen. Amen. So let's just get ready to go to God in prayer. Lord, we just thank you. Amen. We thank you because you're so good. God, you're good all the time. And God, you're faithful. You're everything that your word says that you are. Lord, you've done so much for us these last couple of days. Actually, Lord, you, when we just begin to think about it, you've done so much for us all our lives. And so, God, we just thank you this morning, God, and we come prepared. Our ground is prepared. Our soil is ready, God, to receive seed. God, this morning, we first come with such gratitude. God, you have met us, and we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that there may be some that says, I, I haven't got what I came for, what I wanted. God, you are able Sometimes we don't know that we've got what we needed more than what we wanted. And so, God, we just thank you because you said in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning us. And we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. 
And I hope I said that right. Did I say it right, you guys? Did I say in or for? Thank you. Okay. Because in everything, give thanks. Okay. Because a lot of times we say give thanks for this, for being sick, for for hurting. God is not telling us to thank him, thank for the sickness. But see, the power of God is, is that we can thank him in the sickness. In the problem, he gives us strength to still go through, right? The, the Hebrew boys was in the fiery furnace. They didn't have to say, thank you for the fire. But they could say, thank you because you're in the fire with me. And as long as God is in it with us, no matter what we're going through this morning, come on, we're going to be all right. Come on. I said, we're going to be all right. How many are blessed this morning? Know that you know that you know in your knower that you are blessed this morning. Amen. And if God never did another thing, you already have enough to praise God for. Come on. If God never did one other thing, you already have enough to praise God for. You know, when I came in this morning, I was like, I kind of felt a little warfare going on up in here, a little quietness going on up here. And I was thinking, and I always think about that. I think about how did those people act when Jesus was walking and there was miracles? Like, what happened in the crowd? Have you ever thought about that? When, when the lame man, I loved when, uh, uh, Sarita, I want you to come up here this morning, too, as I'm talking. Um, when the lame man walked, okay, I just kind of wondered what happened. I just... You know, when I'm standing there and I'm feeling this kind of like somberness, even in my own spirit, um, I'm thinking, okay, God, now, when Jesus walked the earth, walked the earth physically that we could see him, they could see him, he walked the earth, lame man that they, they said that he sat at the temple, and they, what did they say? He wanted silver, gold. He, they said, silver and gold, have I none? Silver, now look at this. Silver and gold have I none. If you were in the earshot of that, you know, and you hear this beggar, and the beggar that you've done seen just laying at this, this the temple door all the time, you know him because he's going to be there. There's some people in Oak Harbor, we about know where they're going to be because they're kind of fixtures in walking around and there's in their mental, um, you know, illnesses and their sickness. So we know them. But if you saw that man and this day you're in earshot and you hear them say, silver and gold have I not, none, but such as I have give I unto you. Now, they, he, he said, I ain't got no money, but such as I have. And when we got to see the such as they have, when he said, take, in the name of, your, of Jesus, take up your bed and walk. And now he gets up and he walks. I just wonder what everybody would do. I just kind of like wonder if we would all just kind of be like, Or would there be some kind of connection there that if he did it for him, he can do it for me? If he made, I love when Sarita said he made the lame man walk. Yes, he made the blind man to see. That morning, I was like, what would we do? What would we do? Come on. But we've seen it, you guys. We've seen some things this week. But what does it do in our spirit? How has, I was thinking this morning, if, 
you know, the man of God's going that was here, he has to go back to Nigeria. But I was thinking if the if his his um, group of people that came with him and they did their the see, I'm moving because I'm, I got freedom in so many areas. And y'all know that just to get up to this pulpit a lot of times, I was nervous about passing out, getting walking down. I was nervous. But I, I'm just wondering, do we do we? We question miracles, or we question what is going on. And, and, and for, I'm going to start out first. You guys, let go of the nonsense. I loved when he said that last night. Let go of the nonsense. That if the enemy is telling you stuff that's nonsense, let go. Sometimes we're, we're like, is he real? I don't know him. Where did he come from? Did they, they just fall out? I've seen them fall out before. I've seen her say that she was healed before. Let go of the nonsense. Because God wants, you know, because the enemy did that to me. He was like, you know, people will come up to me and say, remember when you went to um, Louisiana? There's always somebody looking at your miracle and trying to say it's not one. And so remember when you went to Louisiana and you went up there and, they, and you got healed of, of, of diabetes? Are you taking insulin now? You're taking insulin now? You're taking it again? You know what? After I had my stroke, my sugar went up so high, and the enemy tried his best to say, you didn't get your miracle. But you know what God told me? He brought it back. He said what I told you guys. I am not going to let the enemy speak nonsense over my life because somebody will say, Peter, you didn't walk on water, but he did. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't go across the whole lake, but he took steps. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling everybody in this house, no, no matter what, uh, how far your miracle is, okay, you claim your miracle. Because you keep on claiming step after step, he'd be all the way across the ocean if he keeps on claiming those steps. But the nonsense is, is that the enemy tries to steal from us what God has given us. And so we come in, I, I watch a fellow see when she said, I don't know what happened. Got up this morning and I couldn't be sitting in my seat. Yes, you could. You know why? Because God did something for you. And because when God does something for us, the enemy meets what God did with warfare. And we've got to decide to fight back. We've got to fight. Now, the miracle, see, a lot of times we think the miracle was last night. The miracle is this morning when we're still standing, when we're still pushing, when we're still pressing, when we're still believing, there's a miracle. And so I want to say something to uh, Sarita this morning as you were singing. There's something getting ready to happen over your life and your gift, okay? I saw it. It's, it's, it's some, and and, and it's God has really shown me that that gift has to be used to a greater level in this house. But there's something that God wants to do. He saw your press. He sees your heart. He sees how you was pulling on the anointing, pulling on the anointing. Surrendering. I just want you. That was believable, right? It was believable because God could feel that. But God wants you to know he's about to pull on your, your gift, okay? Pull. And as he pulls, you just take, that's a miracle. When you let go and let God like that, that's a miracle. And so I just want to pray for you because I know that a lot of people, she has an amazing voice, right? 
But the thing is, is that as, as you don't know the warfare that she has because a lot of times we think when somebody can sing beautiful that they just get up and they just, hey, I got it, I can sing it. That's not Sarita. She is has a warfare about singing ab- um, uh, among the people. And I'm only doing that this is morning because God said so, okay? This is no longer going to be your <laughs> your weakness, okay? God said, but in your weakness, you have been made strong because you have pushed, so you have pressed, so you have went beyond what you feel inside, all that insecurity. God is going to bless you, and you're going to open your mouth. You're not going to care about nobody, no thing. I just want you, and God's going to bless you not just for this house. That's what God said. It's not just for this house. There's going to be a call out over your life in the name of Jesus. This has been a preparation place for you. But there's going to be a call out over your life. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you right now. Oh, Father, we thank you for this gift in the house. God, most of all, we thank you for the gift that you have given her. It is your gift. And so, God, we lift that gift up to you, God, and everything that you want to do through her, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, she frees herself, God. She is released from that fear in the name of Jesus. Father, she's totally abandoned to you, oh God. Wherever you want her to go in the song, whatever notes you want her to hit, God, in the name of Jesus. However you want her to to sing it, to preach it while she's singing it, God, in the name of Jesus, she will go there in the name of Jesus. Her trust is in you. Her dependence is upon you. She belongs to you, God. She is your vessel. God, open those doors that you've shown me this morning. Open those doors, God. And, God, she'll be ready, God. For under preparation, God, you have made her ready. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And you know what? I saw something the other day, the other night. I saw when Logan came up. And I saw this, this frustration. It's all right. Everything's going to be all right. Okay. Everything's going to be all right, mama. Don't all those things, all those things are distraction, but not to distract you from doing what you want to do. Because God's all right with Logan. And so are we. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Amen. I'm thankful for every blessing that's in the house, every healing that's in the house. How many know that you know that God did a healing in your life over these blessings? know that you know you know what i was saying this morning that i'm really excited about i don't have any more wings y'all might not and and you guys sometimes when we tell our testimonies uh, to other people you know we're waiting for them to be really excited with us but but then the lord showed me that it's because they don't know like i know that's you know i'm more excited because i know that i know but you don't know like i know what god has done for me but um, I would tell my husband all the time, and some of y'all have seen Amanda's brother is a bodybuilder. And when y'all see him, his body is, I mean, ooh, really everywhere is a muscle, okay? And so, but he has what I call wings under his arms because his arms, these big old muscles, okay? And so they are legs, everything big, like just right there. They're not imagination. They are there, okay? But ever since I've had the stroke, I feel wings. And so what you guys see as an arm, I feel all the way down here like there's a muscle, okay? And so no matter what, I feel this heavy, heavy muscle that sometimes, it, 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 
I actually looked down there to see if my arm grew because it seems like there's this big muscle. But I'm telling you, I don't feel no muscle this morning. I didn't feel no muscle last night. And I'm so grateful that another night I slept. Thank you, Jesus, and slept well. I probably slept too well. My husband probably heard my snoring, but I slept well. And I, I'm just so thankful because I know, I know God is a miracle-working God. I've seen him do things that I just wish that I could bring all the miracles that I've seen so you guys could actually see the people in my life that I've seen miracles the dead brought back to life I've seen my goddaughters one of them the dead brought to back to life where they still was like the doctors like there is no way she could have been dead that long but the dead brought back to life I've seen people healed of diseases I you know I grew up in a home of, of, of a total healing where where I went to the, uh, I had this where I couldn't run and or walk down the block. If I walked down the block, one block, my side would just hurt, 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 just stop, stop me from doing it. So they took me, my mom and dad, I love that scripture, and they took her to the woman to so many doctors and she spent everything well my mom and dad took me to doctors to find out what was this what is this going on it was this excruciating pain and I remember my dad just taking me as a young child and he said come on because they couldn't find anything but just it was there I remember taking me in my bedroom and he said Linda do you believe God is a healer well, the reason why I believe God was a healer, not because he had healed my body, but because I'd watched my father go through so many various things with his back, with anything like that. And he would just fall on the floor and he would just pray and he would get up, go back to work. I mean, he, be, he had back pain that was excruciating sometimes where he would have to crawl on the floor, but he would pray and then he would get up and he would say, it's all right, God got it. So my little mind was like, okay, you know, God got it for him. I'm going to believe it for me. And I remember that day he said, he put me on my knees. He said, we are going, the doctors don't know. But he said, Linda, if you believe, God can take this away. He said, you won't. I didn't think I would be able to run. I didn't think I would be able to do any activity because of this pain in my side. And I remember just simple prayer, you guys, simple believing, simple God, take it away. Heal me. Heal me. And I kept just heal me. And I remember when I got up from there, you know, you, you, most of us were God. Is it still there? But see, I hadn't walked nowhere. But I'm just, is it still there? But I remember as I began, my dad said, don't even look for it. And that's what I've learned. learned. Don't look for it. Don't look for the pain. Don't look for it. Because sometimes we're like, is it there? Is that it? Is that? But he would say, don't look for it. Just walk on. And, and he said, you will see it's gone. And I began to walk down, and next thing you know, it was gone. It, I mean, I didn't look for it to the point that when I, by the time I realized it was gone, I was surprised. You see what I'm saying? I'm just going on about and then all of a sudden I'm like, man, I've been walking down, and nothing's going. So I was surprised. So some of you, you have looked for it. Remember when you look for it, you give room to the enemy. You, you give room to the enemy because you say it's gone. Now you're saying, but is it here? Is that what I feel? Is, is that that's still it? Instead of it's gone. And I'm going to keep on saying it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone in the name of Jesus. And the next thing you know, it'll be gone. 
Now, that's not, though, I love how um, Sarita said, you know, that sounds easy, but it's not. She's right. It's not easy in the flesh. The only way you can do this is in the spirit. It's through the spirit of God you can say, I'm delivered. It's gone. I'm healed. It's gone. So some people, they hate when you say, they hate for me to say, I don't have diabetes. They say, yes, you do. (laughs) The doctor told me one time when I said that, he said, you have diabetes and you will always have diabetes. And I was like, hmm, you just really messed up now. You just gave me way more determination right now. To cl- he said to speak those things that, that are not. And somebody said, that's just crazy faith. That's just crazy. No, it's not. I believe in what I say. I believe that, the, I believe this, that, the, that diabetes doesn't have me. It's attacking me. It's attacking me, okay? But it doesn't have me because who has me is God. Amen? And now when God, it comes up against God, it has to what? It has to go. Bow down. has to bow down in the name of Jesus. Today I want to talk, and I'm thanking God that as we were going, you guys, do you realize that this whole preaching season has prepared us for the blessing? Almost everything that the man of God said has been said. I, w- I looked and I was like, Pastor preached that. I preached that. I heard that. I preached that. God gave me that word. God gave. I was like, it prepared, because remember God comes, but sometimes we don't even realize that we're being prepared. Okay? Sometimes... God knows why he has to keep coming and coming again is because, you know, things just kind of were sleepy that day. We're thinking about the roast in the oven. Church is getting long. Some things just pass over our heads. We're we're ready to get out of here until that minute when we need that word. Then all of a sudden that word comes back up in our spirit. And what it says, faith comes by hearing, not one time, Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So sometimes you come in and say, are they preaching that again? Can they preach something else? Can they preach something? I'm, I'm on this street and they're always on that street. Can they preach something? But God knows what we need, not necessarily what we want. He knows what we need. And faith will come, the word will come to stir up our faith. And he knows that as we keep sitting up under it, then all of a sudden that word is going to connect. And when it connects, remember what he says, we need to connect. We need to connect not with the man, okay, understand this, the man of God or pastor or I or any leader in here, we're just vessels. That's what we are. We are vessels that should be connecting you to him and not us, right? Because it's him, Jesus, God, that does the miracles and not us, right? So when we come in, sometimes we're looking for, where's the prophet? Where's the man of God? Where's the? No, you want to know that the prophet and the man of God is connected to God or else they have nothing to give you, right? No life thing that's, that's going to help you or to heal you. So I was thinking last night, and God's been dealing, one of the words that God's been dealing with me and just blessed my heart so much is I kept saying, 
God, why are you giving me this word so early? Okay, so he gave me a, a word, make room. And he said, make room. So, you know, that when God gives me these things, I, I kind of go in my head about, oh, he must want me to do that for Christmas. You know, when there was no room at the end. So, you know, I'm already, you guys, I'm already thinking about it. Okay, there was no room at the end. He, this is going to be a great sermon for Christmas, okay? And then God kept on, I want you to think about it. I want you to put your mind on this and make room. And so I was the other day, and this is, this is my miracle. Sometimes my healing in my body is great miracle. But the miraculous for me is my relationship with God. That's this relationship that I have with God is a miracle to me, how he works with me. And so I was the other day, I was again at, at the thrift store. And so I was at the thrift store looking for these books because this is how God works with me. He works with me in books and, and people may not, understand it but it, it never fails that's my relationship with him and so I'm at the thrift store and usually of course I'm looking at something but then God says go to the books and so when I go to the books um, babe in my purse right there because I want them to see I, you know sometimes you just need evidence because people hear me say a lot of things so I just want to make sure y'all know this is the real deal and so I go and I don't have to look through the books like this like I don't have to do that I just go down the book aisle, and I'm standing there, and God will say, that, put your finger on that book. And I'll put my finger on the book, and when I pull it out, I'm like, okay, what is it? Let me see what. So, so remember, there's all kind of books. He said he got the, still got the price tag on from, <laughs> from the sisters. I'm good about that, y'all. Okay, because I, I don't have no problem about y'all knowing I go to the store and I'm really feel blessed when it's instead of $17.99, I got it for two bucks. Okay, so um, I, I'm looking and this book, now remember there's all books, big sizes, and I love books. I love books. Does anybody say, they'll say, read it online and all that stuff. I want a book. I want to turn those pages, ooh, something about it. But as I was sitting, this is the book. Okay, there's all these books. And this is the book in there, and they're not in no arrangement, big, little, small. God tells me, pull this book out. When I pull this book out, and, and here it goes again, you guys, and I don't even have a marker in it. So this really gets me excited. I don't even have my marker in it. I pull this book out and do exactly what I did right now open it up, and it says, make room for your miracle. Pull it out, open it just like I did right now. Nothing in it to make this page come to this page. Make room for your miracle. And I stood there, and I said, okay, you've told me this three times. Make room. God, what is, what is it? This is not for Christmas. <laughs> he said, no, it's not. <laughs> it's for now. It's for right now. And I need you to tell my people that they need to make room. The problem that we don't get miracles is that we don't make room. 
We don't make room for miracles. Now, sometimes when God says things like that, it'll kind of get to you when you've been really trying. You'd be like, what do you mean I don't make room? I'm praying, I'm asking, I'm fasting, I'm trying to be obedient. What do you mean I haven't made room for it? Make room. So the first thing we'll do is say, what do you mean I haven't made room? You know, we, get, we go all the way through this. You know, we get defensive instead of make room. When God tells us that anything says make room, we, we saw it last night. What happened when everyone was up here and they were praying for everybody? What did everybody, the, the, those that were supporting and serving, what did they do? They made room. The first thing you saw them do was they pulled all these chairs back. They ran to get these chairs back. Why were they doing that? To make room for God to move. They were making room. They knew that God could do anything at any time. And that when he did it, there, wa- there needed to be room. So they hurried up and made room. Well, God wants us to know when he's saying make room for a miracle, don't get all defensive about it. It means I want to do something bigger in your life. I want to do something greater in your life. And where you are right now, there's not your mindset, your heart set what's coming against you there you need more room for me to do what I'm going to do there's not enough room sometimes there's not a in in my in my closet sometimes there's not enough room (laughs) you know because God wants to give me more but I just got all this stuff I'm gonna tell you there's just stuff hanging that that I can't wear, that I'm going to wear when I lose 15 pounds. That was last year, the year before, still waiting on it. And there that is, I look in there, mm, and I lose 10 pounds. And God is saying, oh, it's just so cute. Have you guys had something so cute? You just don't want to get rid of it? God says, make room. Make room. Get that stuff out. Get it out. There's some things that we got. I'm going to I'm gonna do this with it. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to change it. We haven't done anything in, in years. Come on to it. And God said, make room. Make room for the new. Make room for the greater. Make room to breathe. Have you ever had so much stuff you can't even breathe? Sometimes I look at my closet. I just can't breathe. I just got a pallet, take it out. I'm a blessed woman indeed. Thank you, Lord. But some of those blessings, that, and that's how we feel, some of those blessings are made, we're blessed to be a what? I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And my problem is my, fa- my husband always lets you guys know this, and I just be looking at him thinking, don't say the other part. He's like, my wife is such a giving, as a giving spirit. She's such a giver. But you guys know, this is my prayer for y'all to pray for me. I will think about every last one of you guys. And I think when I die and y'all come to my house, you're going to say, why she didn't give this stuff away? I have all y'all stuff. That's for Jessica. That's for Diane. That's for Dovey. That's my husband. My husband goes to touch it and I go, that's for Dovey. That's for Felicity. That's for Jessica. 
I don't know, every Sunday morning I plan to get it to y'all, and I can't get it to y'all. So I, I like to give, but I just got to be a better distribution, you know, to, to get it out, to get it out. You know, I have to follow through. Some of us are good, get, we like to give, but we got to follow through in that giving. But we are blessed to be a blessing. And the only way that we can give more, you guys, is we got to make room. We've got to make room for our blessing. We need to open our lives to God's greatness, his bigness. And as we've been listening to Pastor David by being a cheerful and willing giver, come on, with what he has blessed us with already. And I want us to know that many of us don't need one more thing. And I'm not even just talking about clothes. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about every area of our life. We are blessed that we don't need one more thing. We need to use what we have and let it bless others. I said we need to use what we already have and let it bless others. What are you going to give out of what you have right now? I want everybody to think. What are you going to give out of what you have right now. You know, this week it was kind of like challenging. Now I'm going to be the first one to be honest because my brother and sister were here and we knew we had the guests coming in. And in our mind it was like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to set people, you know, set people up, th the guests that were coming in? And so as we were sitting there, you know, and I was like, God, you know, my, my brother and sister is going to be here. And I said, so I don't know how we can, because our basement, of course, we had the flood in our basement. We haven't got that back to, to all right, you know. And so the thing was, was as I was talking to my husband, the Lord said, you got a house. Everybody said, I got a house. Because we're going to go all kind of places this morning, so get ready, Okay. I got a house. And so I said, I got a house. <laughs> so I said, but what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. And you know what God said? He said, so why you won't give him your room? I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, you guys, I, my husband knows that pretty much I'm pretty much accommodating, okay? But um, at that this moment, I don't know. I was just like, ah, is that what you really mean, God? And so, and I'm not, because I don't want anybody to be, because that this is how I I rolled with that, okay? And so then all of a sudden, I was just I I began to think about it, and I said, babe, God has been so good to us. He it is because of Him that we have a house, right? Um, I remember we've been all over Oak Harbor. We know every area. We've almost lived in that area. But we have a house that we have. The Lord has blessed us to buy and to be able to, to fix and live. And I said, what am I even balking about a bedroom? Well, really what I was balking about is sleeping in the bed. The, I have a nose that can smell anything a mile away. So if you're not smelling good today, I smell you. But... Anyway, <laughs> that was just real funny. But uh, they, in the basement from the flood, I, I can't, the, the carpet, you know how I can smell that water? I can't, that smell drives me nuts. 
until they get all that up. And we, you know, and I was like, I don't want to sleep in the basement. That's really what it is. I don't want to sleep in the basement. I don't want to smell the smell. I don't. And God said, what? These people that don't have homes, they don't even have a basement. They don't. They would, there's people that would love to sleep in your basement, that would love to sleep on the floor. And you're balking over that. Sometimes, you know, God's been so good to us that we don't realize how good he's been to us, that we are just plain spoiled. And we don't, we, we don't realize that everything he's given us is his. And that when he calls for it back, it should be yes. But it's because I forgot it was his. And as we heard before, what did Pastor David preach on? That little word that kids say, mine. It's mine. We don't want to share it with anybody else. But I thank God that he quickly regrouped me. And let me tell you what happened when you regroup and say yes to God. So he, sometimes God's just waiting on your yes. Sometimes you are so worried about your yes, you don't know that God has a plan after you say yes, okay? Just like when, when Abraham put that knife up in the air and said yes about killing his son, there was already a ram in the bush. God just wanted to know, will you say yes? God just wants to know, will your heart say yes? And as soon as I said yes, you know, I was like, babe, so we're going to have to get a blow-up bed. And, and, and he told Elizabeth, we'll just get a blow-up bed. We'll sleep downstairs. Um, the guests can come. I was just like, they can have the living room. They can have, have, you know, our room. And I said, we'll sleep downstairs. Soon as I said yes, whole plans changed. Whole plan called back. They called back and said, oh, we already got rooms. The room, But God was, he didn't tell me that in advance because if he had told, told me in advance, I probably would have said yes. Because, <laughs> you know, I knew it wasn't going to have to happen. But he waited to see if my heart was really going to give of what he had given me, make room for, a and, me, and, and I, I told you, this whole month has been a blessing for me because God has, and I just want, because I want y'all to hear this, there's just, most of the time I don't tell y'all about our blessings in that way, I don't like to seem like there's any boasting in it, but my boast is in God. There has been such a blessing in our giving, in our, in our giving, that God has, you know, um, I, I want to say, I want to give this to Monica. Monica helped me one time because she was telling me that the Lord had told her to go get this money out the bank to give to somebody. And what blessed me the most was when she said, Mom, I had to hurry up and go get it out the bank and go get it done so I wouldn't change my mind. You know, I wouldn't let the enemy change my mind. She, without hesitancy, she went, and I've always thought about that hesitancy is what makes us lose the room for our blessing. And so as we were doing again, as we were doing uh, our women's um, conference it was like at the it, whenever we have our women's conference at the end of the women's conference I start putting money in the women's account for the next year and my mindset has always been that I want to bless some other woman to go but this year it was looking like oh wait a minute there's going to be a lot of women because we didn't meet our quota because a lot of women were sick uh, you know with COVID people didn't want to go because of COVID other people we just didn't have our 
30. So, but when you make a contract, no matter if we made a contract of 30 women, when you sign that contract, it doesn't matter who doesn't go or not, we still had to pay that $250 per woman. And so we were down, at first we were down to like, 10 women, then 15. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and I said, Monica, can you call him? Can you? See, I thought that was going to be my blessing. See, sometimes we want a blessing like this. I said, Monica, can you call him? Can you see if he's going to let us, you know, is he going to see that we're in this need and there's women that's not can't go and he's going to honor us with the 15 women? Can you call him and just see if he's going to let us out of this contract? He wasn't letting us out of that contract. Okay. <laughs> And so I'm thinking this is going to be my blessing. Monica, I'm waiting for Monica to call me and tell me, Mama, he's going he's gonna to let us out this, this, this contract. But he didn't let us out the contract. He still wanted us to pay for every woman. Now my mind said had to go, wait a minute. Now how are we going to do this? We, we, uh, they, one, one suggestion was the women that's going there, seeing if they could pay a little more. I mean, and I said, I'm not going to do that. That's, you know, they, they all paying, they honest with their payment. So all of a sudden, I just start putting it in there, and I said, okay, Lord, then you help me because I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay for another woman, and I'm going to pay for another woman. And I told Pastor David, I said, honey, I'm going to pay for this woman. We're just going to pay until I can't pay no more, okay? But let me tell you. I was, I was telling Jessica this when we were talking. I said, Jessica, one of the things that really blessed me was as I'm doing this, as I'm doing this, okay, I didn't realize I was making room for a blessing, y'all, for my life. Okay, as I was doing this, God was opening doors. Um, I, I got a, me and Pastor David got an all trip paid to New York. Um, the, the couple paid our way, our flight, our everything to New York. Way more, way more than my input, okay? Then, then my daughter, y'all know, next week she paid for me a cruise to go and see Priscilla Shire. Come on, you guys, God, he, I, I mean, I went on a cruise with Diane. and I mean, this year, this year after COVID, God has just blessed me and blessed Bless me and bless me. And he, uh, he said, because you're making room. You're making room. See, God said, just use what you got. Use what you got for me. And I will enlarge and bless you. And I keep seeing he keeps blessing and blessing. And ble then I come up in here and I'm, them are wonderful blessings. And I, I mean, beautiful times I've had in there. Then I come up in here and God says, now, I'm going to give you something that money came by. I'm going to give you something that the people that love you can't do for you. And he said, you got pain in your arm. I'm going to heal that arm. He said, nothing you've given away could have bought that. <laughs> nothing that I've given to anybody could have bought that. See, God will give you more if you make room for your blessing. But we got to stop being afraid, fearful. Mine, tight with our, stu our stuff and not taking it back that it is God's stuff. I want to give you a story. It says, what are you going to give out of what you have right now? There's two beautiful stories that we're going to look at real quick. In 2 Kings 4 and 9, it's about the, the, the widow. And, and she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber. 
I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. Here was this Shudamite woman that the man of God would come through her, ta her town. And I don't want us to get stuck on the man of God because some of y'all are where I used to be when I was younger and more Im immature. My parents, I got stuck on the man of God. I hated scriptures about feeding the man of God, giving him money. Wait, 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 wait. What about our family? And so there was times mama would 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 vice our pastor over. Y'all be like, what? Was you like that pastor? Yes, I was. Because oh, I was young, okay? And what I saw as a young person until I got older, I saw this, that the pastor came over. He got mama and daddy fed him a big old plate of chicken, had the roast ready, everything ready. But I was okay with that. But by the time it got to dessert, I did not want, y'all know how I like dessert. So by the time I, it got to dessert, I was like, I ain't going to get no pie. I know I ain't going to get no pie because he's going to like the pie and he's going to want some more pie and I'm not going to get no pie. Mama was always, you want some more pie? And I was like, oh my gosh, you want some more pie. Just, just don't, we don't got no more pie. So when I was younger, that was like, you know, so I don't want y'all like me to get all hooked up on the man who she did it for. Because I want you to get hooked up on the maturity that I came to. That mama wasn't doing it for the man of God. She was doing it for God. See, and whatever you do as unto God, you make room for a blessing. So, but, 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 you you know, I, I would preach on the other part about the man of God and the blessing that God says that out of his spiritual, you bless him with your natural. This, this is part of the word of God, but there comes a maturity when we need to accept that, okay? Because a lot of times that's just way out of our league. We've just seen too many what we think rich pastors, pastors that misuse, that we like, I ain't, I'm not taking my money up there because I know that pastor's going to use it. But you guys, remember this. I learned a long time ago. That when I bless, I don't care if I bless you. Yeah. And somebody might say, why are you blessing them? Because they are, nope, I'm blessing, doing what God told me to do, as unto God. And as I do it like that, God, I don't care what you do. That's on you. But I'm doing what God says. And as I do what God says, I'm a blessed person. Amen. So she says to her husband, and I love, I love my husband because he knows I'm a giver and I'm constantly going to him and saying, babe, I want to do this or I want to do that. And, and here you don't see no, nothing from her husband, right? Just permission because she did it, right? And so she says, let us make this little house uh, on the side of little room. She said, I prayed the little room on the side of the wall. And then she says how she's going to set it up. She didn't just make a room and throw a bed off in there. But she made the room and she put everything that the man of God would need. She made it nice, okay? So that every time he came to town, he would have some place to stay. Now, I could imagine town people saying, you know how we got all those naysayers in our head? What you doing? What you making a room for that? Don't, what about your kids? They might not want their own bedroom. What, you know how people do. They come to try to talk you out of blessing, all right? But, she didn't, but this woman did not even know what she was making room for. So as she made this room, it lets you know that she, that she was doing it out of her heart and she was doing it as to God. She had no idea that she would become a mother 
after years of being childless by being wise enough to make room for the man of God who came, who came there and could give her, you know, that blessing. She, she didn't even know that that blessing was coming her way when she made this room. It wasn't like she said, I'm going to make this room and then God's going to bless me with a child. She did not do that. She made the room, and then uh, later on, God did the work. She opened her life to God's blessing, something she could not do for herself. Now, the man of God could have came up there and gave her some money, okay? But remember what Pastor did? I'm telling you everything. We've already went through this. Pastor David said, God gives us sometimes, we want things, but God knows what we need, okay? And so she needed and had been praying for a child, okay? So God, but she didn't know that this was going to happen. Later on, it says in 2 Kings 4 and 14 of that same chapter, it says later on, Elijah says, what then is to be done for her? He's talking to his servant. Kahazi answered, she has no child and her husband is old. He said, call her. Gehazi called her, and she stood in the doorway. Elijah said, at this season, when the time comes around, you shall embrace a son. She said, no, my Lord, you man of God, do not lie to your handmaid. But the woman conceived and bore a son at that season the following year, as Elijah had said to her. The woman conceived. (laughs) I think that's a pretty good trade-off, don't y'all? Come on, Jesus. Come on. A little room on the side of the house. A baby that I've been praying for. Hallelujah. A little room, something I could do. See, God don't ask you for something. God didn't ask me when he said, give, give, give them your bedroom. God didn't tell me to go out there and build a bedroom in two days for the company that's coming. He asked me for what I already had. He doesn't ask you for something you don't have. When he's asking you, you have it or you have the ability to get it. When God is asking, he don't ask you for things that you don't have. And so all he's waiting for you to do is say yes. Because why? He has something so much. You get my mom and them used to sing it all the time. You can't beat God's giving no matter how you try. Come on. And they said, just as sure as you are living and the Lord is in heaven on high, the more you give, the more he'll give to you. Just keep on giving because it's really true. You can't beat God giving no matter how hard you try. It's not a lie. God has met every giving in my life with so much more than I could ever give. God meets our natural giving. What we have right now in our baskets with his supernatural favor. What do you have in your basket? What do you have in your basket? He meets our natural giving with his supernatural favor. You just got to know you got something in your basket to give. He is exceedingly abundantly Whatever we can ask or think, that kind of blessing, 
That kind of blessing is when we use what we've got, what we've already got. Give him what you now have. I want y'all to get that. Give him what you now have, what you have right now. See, a whole lot of people, what we were waiting on something bigger or greater are all together to give to God. And we start right here in the house of God, right here when God says, come to me. And, and, and you know, I don't know if some of y'all might have had the warfare I had. Come to me is when I get it together, when I get the sin out of my life, when I'm a better person, I'm going to come. And God is like, no, 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 no. Give me what you now have. Give me your mess. Give, give me all of your stanky stuff. Give it to me right now. Give, give me you right now, what you have right now. That's the same thing with giving. That's how he can make room. Give him what you now have instead of waiting for what you don't. Okay? Give him what you now have instead of what did, what did, what did the little lady, the widow, that's, that, that she's forever in the Bible. Did she know? I, I just think if she could look down from heaven or in heaven, if God would just, she's in the Bible. The widow with the might. All those, all those rich people come by and put their offering in. But Jesus takes notice of this one widow with two mites. He takes notice of her because she gave what she now have. She could, she could be, you know how we do some, that's all I got. I'm embarrassed to give that. I'm not going to put just a dollar in the offering. That's all. She gave what she had. And from, there you go, Mother. From her heart, Mother Irene. From her heart, she gave. And God wants us to see that, that that's what he's talking about. Give what you now have. The enemy will talk you out of giving and say, when he, most of us say, I'll pay my tithes. If I had, <laughs> you know, even when, I'm, here goes that tithe thing I'm bringing in, but I believe in tithes. God has blessed me so much from the time that I started paying tithes and then he went on to take me to my first fruits and you guys I remember when God said I want y'all to know this stuff because you need to know it because people's going to try to talk you out of it and tell you you're stupid but I remember when I started paying tithes 10% is all God asked he never asked you for more than you can give and he never asked you for the whole of he asked you for 10% and why does he do that because God don't need your money. Why does he do? Because he wants to sh shape our mindset and change our heart about money, about this is mine. If I don't have it all, if I don't. Can you imagine some people, I would be just, okay, the more it got, people say, if I get more, I'll pay tithes. But if you can't pay 10 cents off of a dollar, that's too much what you get right now. What happens when you got to pay $10 off a hundred or 100 off a thousand? It's all going to look bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's going to look like I got to give all that. But God wants to change you, your mindsets to say, this is all God's. And God gives it to me. And I want to change my mindset to give back to God. And you know what Tyson has taught me, you guys? Ties had taught me stewardship. I used to just 
I remember one time my husband went on a cruise and he left me in charge of the money. Well, you know who's in charge of the money now? But he left me in charge, just spending, you know. But stewardship, ties has taught me that not just the 10% is God's. It's what he asked me to give him. But the, whole, the next 90%, I say, God, what should I do with this? See, I, I used to didn't do that. God, what should I do with this 90%? Should I spend $100 at the, at, at the, at the thrift store? Or, that's ridiculous. Linda, you need to, I, I want you to give this. Or I want, it's taught me to listen to God, to, to follow his instruction. That's what God does. He wants to change our mindset and have us look to him than to look to ourselves. The other story was the widow of Seraphis. And this was another widow. And it says, in 1 Kings 17, 8 through 16, it says, And the word of the Lord came to him, Arise, go to Seraphith, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow. I want y'all to rest on that point. He said, Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Y'all don't even know sometimes God's commanded someone to provide for you. Remember when Pastor David said the man, the man at the hardware store riding by our deck, looked at our decks, our deck was sinking in the ground. He's riding down the street, sees the deck. Next thing you know, he hires a whole group of men that come and build us a whole new deck. God said, I have... <laughs> I have, you know, helped somebody to see to provide for you. As we're providing for God's house, we had no clue. when that. I couldn't even believe it when David told me there's, there's going to be a crew coming over. Then people came over, turned up their praise and worship music. Had, had, I couldn't hardly talk to them because they were rushing. They were rushing, but they had their praise and worship music on, went out there, tore down our deck, put, put our deck back happy as can be to do it. We didn't ask for it, but God provided. He provided. He said, I will command, and this is that I commanded a widow there to provide. for." He didn't even know the widow. He didn't even know her name. But God had commanded her to provide for him. When he got to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her, bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called her and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have not a loaf baked, but only a handful of meal in the jar and a little oil in the bottle. See, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and bake it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. She said, all I got is some oil and some just enough to make a little cake. And she said, I'm going to make it. And it wasn't just about her, you guys. You know if it's about us mamas. We, we probably could have gone without us, but she had a son. And she said, I'm going to make it for me. We, we think about our kids, right? She said, I'm going to make it for me and my child, and then we're going to die. Look, at she, she just felt like it was over. And Elijah said to her, fear not. You guys, we got to get the fear out. Fear not. Fear not, Linda, that you got to sleep downstairs with the musty smell in basement. Fear not. Go and do as you have said. But make me, here we go, 
but, but, but make me a little cake of it first. Now, remember she said she had one cake to share with her and her son. And the man of God says, but make me a little cake of it. See, somebody said, there go them pastors. Eat up all your food and don't even care about you. Make me a little cake of it first and bring it to me. And afterward, prepare some of your for yourself and your son. So, you guys, somebody I feel in my spirit, don't get offended. We have a great church. We don't have people that act like that. I grew up, and I know what can go on in the house of God because I lived it, all right? And I was one of them that said, we, I would have said, we only got one cake, mama, okay? For thus, the, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal shall not waste away or the bottle of oil fail until that day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household. Now look at she and he. And okay, remember this. She was usually in the households in the Bible. They had servants. So it was she and her son and her household. So all of them, everybody in the house got blessed. She made room for this blessing for everybody. The jar of meal was not spent, nor did the little bottle of oil fail, according to the word which the Lord spoke through Elijah. In the word of God, it keeps giving us examples. Don't be afraid to give. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Don't be afraid to give of your time. Don't be afraid to give of your resources. Don't be afraid to give of anything that God has given to you. For time's sake, I want you guys to read for yourself 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7, which is another story. And it's about the woman with the, with the uh, pots and how he tells her to go and to get these pots from her neighbors to fill up with oil. And the thing that he tells her to do, one thing in there, after he tells her, I'm not going to read it, I'm just going to kind of, I'm saying it, but will you read it for yourself. It says, once you go and get this oil, because she said all she had in her house was a jar of oil. One jar, and God is saying, use what you got. When he looked at Moses, sometimes we don't know that what we have is our miracle. All that you have is your miracle. When he talked to Moses, he looked at Moses and he said, Moses, what's that in your hand? And Moses said, a rod. Because all Moses saw was a rod. And God said, stretch out that rod. And that rod began to do miracles and miracles and miracles after miracles. Because in God's hand, a rod is anything that you need it to be. In God's hand, a jar of oil is, will feed everybody in God's hand. And sometimes, this is all I got. This is all I got. They're, all I have is some leftovers. This is all I got. And God is, he told, what did he tell Moses? Use what you have. So he tells them, when she says, all I have is this jar of oil, he says, go around and borrow vessels. Y'all, sometimes he tells them to do stuff that's stupid that in our mind would be stupid or in our mind we got too much pride to do so he said go around to your neighbors 
knock on their doors and say, can I have them? Some of us would be like, ah. Uh. Or we probably would have sent our son. Or, or we probably would have, do you mean what? Because that pride. See, some, remember, God's doing greater things than what you want some oil. God wants to change your character. Says, go and knock on the doors. Get vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not a few. You know, I might have went to one door. <laughs> but depending on how they look, because they kind of look like, what you doing? I probably would have went back home and said, oh, forget it. But he said to go to all your neighbors, okay? And he says, when you come back, come in the door, shut the door upon you and your sons. Then pour out the oil you have. Into, and it didn't say pour it, because she said she had one jar. It didn't say pour it into the next jar. It says, now when you come in the house, close the door and start pouring it into all the vessels. She had one jar that she's supposed to pour into all the vessels. More than the one jar. Setting aside each one when it's full, when it's full. So she went from him and shut the door upon herself and her sons who bought her the vessels as she poured the oil. See, she did what I did. She sent the boys. I would have done, sent the boys. Will y'all go do that? <laughs> when the vessels were all full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not one left. Then the oil stopped multiplying. Then she came and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons shall live on the rest. You know, my daughter wrote a song and we've sung it and it was called Faith, Faith, Faith. Just a little bit of faith. It don't take a whole lot. Just use the little you got. Faith, faith. Y'all remember that song? Faith, faith, faith. Just a little more faith means making room for more. Don't be more dependent on the seed than the one who made and gives the seed. Don't be so dependent on your finances, your ability, your intellect, your strength, your savings. God is our source. We are his resource. Can I get y'all to get that this morning? When God said that to me last night, I said, wait a minute. God is our source, you guys. We are his resource. We've got to get that in our head. We are his resource. We are the distributors of his goods, of his goods. My house is his goods. My food is his goods. My clothes is his goods. Every good gift I have belongs to God, and I am to be a distributor. Blessed to be a blessing. Another testimony is I'm looking at Ron Brown. I see it all around me, and I look at Kathy Brown. I look at when my mom and dad died. We had a lot of people in town. My mom and dad, after they left, we went downstairs, and we did not know that our freezer had um, turned off, you know, all the food in it, all the food. You know when you stack your freezer, and anybody that knows me, I, I'm, I'm a stacker for food. Okay, when you've had seven kids, that's all you know. Make sure you have food. So I went down 
all this food. We couldn't use it. And I was like, oh, my God. Had di- and it, it hurts worse when you just went grocery stop- shopping. And it's, do you know that before I could get even sad, sad, knock, 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 knock at my door. I open the door, and I'm like, I see Lena Brown. I see your grandchildren. I see Kathy. And I'm like, well, Mom had died, so I thought that they came, you know, to kind of like console me, hold me. They come through the door, and, they s- and she says, Pastor Linda, she said, it's all right. She said, uh, we got something for you. Is it all right? And I was thinking, what? And she said, just hold on. Just wait a minute. She said, I open the door. I see them all going back out. I'm thinking, they're all going out. Now, I'm talking about there's at least five of them at my house. They're all going out. Down to the littlest, cutest granddaughter. They're going out. Next thing I know, they're walking into the house. They don't know this, but God does. He commanded a blessing for me. Next thing I know, they walk in the house. And they got bags after I'm thinking she said we she, she said we got a couple of things. So they walk in, the little one got a bag, and I'm thinking, okay. The next thing I know, there's just bags. Once they I'm talking about my whole dining room table was full of bags of groceries. I thought they were done. I thought they were done. And she said, wait a minute, we gotta go back out. Went back out. I'm telling the dining room table, the uh, floor full of groceries. Because God commanded, and they haven't, they haven't done that one time, but they've done that twice for me. Twice for me. I've been, in, I've been in the store thinking about who's coming and what I need. Kathy Brown be in the store, walk up next door, the, the cashier saying, she's paying for your groceries. Now, now you don't know. Somebody, <laughs> Ron, I hope you love the fact that she gives like that. But <laughs> I'm saying like this, that the, she's making room. Yeah, the room. Yeah. And then when I saw them babies, when I saw the babies, the ba- she brought the babies with her. And they just stand there and they're like, 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 here, Pastor Linda, we love you, Pastor Linda. And, and they're just, and they're smiling just as they're, I thought, what a blessing that's not just, for her, but for your grandchildren, for them to see this is how you do it. This is how you make room for more. And I'm sure that they get to see in their life grandma getting blessed. And they remember back to the day, grandma was a blesser. And that's why grandma gets blessed. She's making room for more because God is our source. We are his resource. Often we, when you ask God for a miracle, he will ask you for a seed. He will ask you for a seed. We are frequently interested in a miracle while God is interested in increasing our spiritual capacity. Maturing our spiritual man. The fruits of the spirit. Not he, he don't know, want us to know uh, just about the goodness of God, but the wisdom of God, the greatness of God. Not just our wants, but what we need. Today, as I get ready to end, Lord, help us to be vessels of gener- generosity. 
Help us to demonstrate your goodness in the earth. That's what we're called to do. Lord, I ask, Lord, let me be one of your greatest resources. Ready to release. Cheerfully. Faithfully. Because as my husband says I'm a giver, I'm still praying on always being cheerfully. I want to be without hesitance, without, God, do you really mean that? You know how some people say, devil, you just lie. I don't want to even go, God, because the devil's not going to tell you to give somebody $1,000. He's not. So why do we go, devil, you are a lie. I know God ain't telling you that. That's all I got is $1,000. No. I want to be without hesitation because when I ask him, he doesn't hesitate over my life. I'm leaving you with this because this is what God always gives me a picture in my mind. The other day, and I think it was Aaron, we were talking about the pantry, how our men can go in there and organize our pantry so good. And it, it may not be all of you ladies because most of y'all got, you guys are really organized, but my husband's the organized one in our home. And so he organizes the pantry you know, he just pulls everything out, the old, and he stacks it because I have one of those pantries. You've got to stack it like that. And so he organizes it, and he gets all the old stuff out because I can remember, again, I can keep stuff. gets all the old stuff out, and he has it where the, you can find the vegetables. You can find, <laughs> you know, the fruit. You can, everything's there. And then, you know me, I get in a hurry, and I'm cooking. And bam, 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 scripture, we were looking for the vegetables, and I screw it all up, and it's all messed up again. He's such a good husband. But God, he does. God, the thing God told me is, and every so often we have to do that. He has to go, and I'm so glad there's certain aspects my husband loves to do that I'm really glad he loves to do that, okay? So God said to tell my people clear your heart pantry. What's taking up room in your heart? What's old? What's out of date? More like out of his word. What's in there that's making you unable to receive a blessing? Worry, despair, fear, defeat, regret, confusion, insecurities, doubt, unbelief? Is there, and then he said this one, is there a false sense of entitlement in your pantry? I should have everything that I want, when I want it, how I want it, and for what I want. Because really, everything in there should be for God's glory. We get so concerned and cluttered with what is going on in the natural we completely forget that there is greater, there is bigger, there is more in the supernatural realm, which is our inheritance as believers. God said, children, clear your hearts. Clear your heart pantries with that old way of thinking and believing and stock it with faith and stock it with the word of God. The songwriter and David says, give me a clean heart. 
that I may serve thee. Lord, fix my heart so I can be used by you. We're blessed to be a blessing as you guys stand. You can stand. We're blessed to be a blessing. And the thing is that God so wants to bless us. Exceedingly, abundantly, all that we could ever ask or think. But he's saying, make room for your blessing. There are some don'ts that I really want to encourage us about. Be careful in the house of the Lord when blessings are going forth. Be careful with how you interpret it for somebody else. I'm just going to say what God showed me. Sometimes we are embarrassed about how people respond when they get their blessing. Just like I tell you, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done. As they saw the woman with the alabaster box washing Jesus' feet with her tears, drying them with her hair, you had the bystanders that like, get that woman away from him. That is ridiculous what she's doing. And God says sometimes we are like that. That's ridiculous what's going on in here. That don't make no sense. God said, be very, very careful. Sometimes we're looking at the outer display and canceling something out when God is looking at the heart. We're looking at somebody who goes and yells and screams, and we're like, oh, my God, did it take all that? (laughs) You don't know the cost of the oil in their alabaster box. You don't know what they went through. You don't know what they've gone through. You don't know what, what that scream is all about. You don't know what that running out of their clothes is all about. That's just what, that's what, what um, David's wife did. As she looked down and saw David dancing out of his clothes. She was disgusted with his undignified praise. But his praise was over something that he had in his heart. And just because you can't feel it, and just because you haven't been there. Because when your turn comes, you don't know what you're going to. But you know what? When you act like that, when your turn comes, you don't know how to praise him. See, we make fun of people. We get embarrassed of people as if we wouldn't do the same thing. And somebody says, I wouldn't know you wouldn't do the same thing. You probably won't do nothing at all. Because once you start embarrassing people, being embarrassed of other people, putting them down, saying, well, that stays with you. So anything that you try to do, now you're checking your what you're doing against your own thoughts of what's appropriate and, and not appropriate. I'm only saying what the Holy Spirit told me to say this morning. Rejoice with those that, the Bible tells us to rejoice with those that rejoice. If they're going, ah, rejoice with them. That scream is coming from the pit of their belly. You don't know if they might have wanted to kill themselves before they walked into this place. You don't know who they said no more to. You're not coming to. What thing they said, you're never coming to my door. I won't pick up the phone to call you no more. And they got delivered. You don't know the deliverance 
that causes the outcry, that causes the display that looks so crazy, but they've been so bound that they look so crazy. In the Bible, when, when those people cried out, Jesus, save us. They would say, save us. Save. People want them to shut up because we get embarrassed <laughs> of displays of emotions that we can't display ourselves. God said, uh-uh, rejoice with them that rejoice. Get in there with them. Stop standing from afar. Some people are so busy saying, I'm just, these are things, you guys, because we just went through this. God said sometimes we're standing afar and watching. Now, remember this, don't be afraid. See, like it used to be mama tell you when there's a fight going on, get away from the fight because you might end up in the fight. Well, God is saying when there's a blessing going on, don't you start backing up. You get in the fire because if he's blessing one, he'll bless you too. You get in there and get yours. Get your blessing. I told the men this morning, it doesn't matter what's going on in the house of the Lord. When Jesus comes by, I don't care if you're playing the piano on the, on the soundboard or a usher. You come in and get your blessing. There's nothing or nobody or no thing or no job that's more important than getting your blessing. Because the enemy is saying you can't get your blessing today because you're on duty. You better come get your blessing because your duty can't even be as good as it is until God blesses you. These are things God just wanted you to know because, like I said, we're not done. We've only just begun. We're not done, y'all. We only just begun. That's just the tip of God's about to do miracles like, and his first one's going to be a heart miracle. Change our hearts, oh God. I just want you, come on up here, Sarita. Can you do that one more time while we get ready to leave? I just want you, somebody hold the baby for her. I just want you. The father, just want him. Just want him. Everything else. Everything else. Seek ye what? The kingdom and his and what? All these things. Much is given. Much is required. Seasons that you go through you may not even understand. But God said he, you will understand it better by and by. He's calling you up. And he's calling you to greater. I don't need it, God. In that season of greater, yeah. we go through seasons I just of want you. So that when the greater comes, it don't I matter just want you. We know that we had to depend on I God just want you. then, and we're going to have to depend on God I now. Just want Come on, you. who do we want? I, I just want you. Thank you, God. I just want you. Okay, you guys, this is our altar call. I, I just want you. Anybody that means so that, everything I want you to come up. We're going to just pray. Everything. Take everything. Come on. 
Just want you. I just want you, God. I just, I just want, want you. More than my natural blessing. I just want you. 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 So take me, come on, I'm yours. Come on, we abandon ourselves to you, Lord. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. Take me, take me, I'm yours. Take me, I'm yours. 